Hey, pumpkins. Welcome to another episode of Copulators Die First. Hi. And as always, our episode contains spoilers. Heavy spoiler content. And if you haven't already seen the film, go ahead and press pause now and we'll be right here waiting for you when you're ready. Yeah. And now, on to this week's episode. Hello, pumpkin patch. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, Nicholas. Hi, Ash. Are you ready to get Baba Shook right now? Bish, I was born <laughs> Baba Shook. Okay, so do you want to talk about um, this movie that we're going to be reviewing this week? Um, yeah, no, I'm really excited for this one because I like it a lot. This is the week leading up to June, which is Pride Month. So this week is pre-Pride. It's Memorial Day weekend, and I'm staying in my house and doing nothing. I forgot that Memorial Day was happening until today, and then I asked my boss with, you know, really shaky nerves if we had Monday off, because sometimes we have to work holidays. And she was like, oh, no, I didn't mention it because we have off. And it was just like rainbows and butterflies and the hills are alive with the sound of music. So... Yay, three-day weekend I didn't realize was happening. Hooray! Um, but yeah, so we felt like going into Pride Month, the pre-Pride extravaganza, what better movie is there to discuss than The Duke, which, you know, was the birthplace of one of the most iconic, you know, um, queer icons of the last couple of years um it's a meme (laughs) i mean you know uh we all i i shook you shook we shook we all baba shook i mean that's fair i mean Uh, yeah i think so okay so 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 this movie uh uh-huh we had the discussion semi sort of earlier but we kept it to a minimum because um, I don't like spoilers on recording day. I want yeah, we, <laughs> live reaction. We want it live. We want it raw. We want reactions that are true and not rehearsed. Because this is not the real world. No. And um, if I would have pursued acting, I'd probably be a lot broker than I already am. Which is pretty hard. Oh, yeah. No, I I had those dreams of being, I mean, mainly I just really wanted to be on Glee for like a couple of years because I was like. Oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. It totally suits your bag. But knowing what we know now about the Glee cast members, I'm glad you weren't on Glee. Yeah, but I was just like, I'm perfect for this show. I'm chunky. I'm gay. It's just like all the things. Um but then, you know, life continues on. Things happen as they do. And I was like, mm, yeah, no, I had these big dreams of being famous. And I would have never been able to handle fame. I can barely handle my own real boring life. Sometimes I can barely handle, like, just uh, getting up in the morning is, like, too dramatic. But, like, I, I can barely handle, like thinking to myself, I got to take the trash out. And then I'm like, Ugh, I got to take the trash out. Like, no, I don't want to do that. 
Um, but you know, um, it's just uh, maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's clinical depression. You know. Uh, sign me up. Sprinkle me on some of that. I got some of that. Mm. I got plenty to spare if anybody wants any. Uh, speaking of Trixie Mattel, uh, let it be known this is tangent number one. Um, but have you seen the makeup from her makeup line so far? Uh, kind of, and I'm hashtag not impressed, but... Well, is your wife flipping out over it, though? Um, she looked at it, and she was like, but why so many glitters? I mean, Trixie Mattel wears a lot of glitters. Sure, um, but glitter is glitter. You know what I mean? It's nothing. Yeah. yeah. You're putting you're putting stuff together in a jar. You're not formulizing anything. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure there will be plenty more things in this Trixie Mattel makeup line. Um, but uh, Rome was not built in a day. Yeah, maybe maybe you're just saving the best for last. May. Shout out to Vanessa Williams. Um, Anywho, so back to the Babadook. Um, Yeah, so I feel like there's two specific conversations we have to have here about this movie. And those are two specific conversations outside of the fact that, as usual, we have to make fun of this movie and read it to Phil. Because the Babadook has become a, like, gay icon seems too strong for me. He's become a piece of iconography for Pride Month. Like, that's really what it is. Like, it's like, oh, ha, ha, the Babadook, Babashook, blah, blah, blah. Um, You know, but in your opinion, is... The Babadook actually gay, like the character? Um, I feel like it is a genderless void and thusly has no say. Okay. So I would I would agree with you because so um I guess we I guess Ooh. rewind a few did you just sneeze? Maybe. Bless you. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, I try yeah. to keep it under wraps, trying to be professional. But oh, anyway. So- it's okay. It's okay. Um, Sometimes you just gotta sneeze. Mm-hmm. So this movie came out in 2014. It's an Australian movie. And it fucking tanked. Which is, I mean, I don't know. That It's so odd to me because... <laughs> because have you seen Flight of the Concords? Or, oh. or, you know, anything Jermaine Clement puts to paper? Um... You mean, like, uh, weird garbage fires on, like, meth? Yeah. Yeah. I, so, I mean, I don't understand why this they thought this was bad. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe... I, I think it might be one of those things that, like, for its time in 2014, like, this is a very progressive film in the sense that it it really tackles mental health issues very head-on. Um but yeah, so this movie became available on Netflix. I don't know when, but at some point in the early days of Netflix. And then somebody on Tumblr before Tumblr died because 
porn was still around um, on the Tumblr. What, uh, what do they have now? Is it just like like the constant rotating GIF slash GIF yeah. of like cat memes or like the BTS boys or something? Um, yeah, and and I mean, I'm not gonna lie, your homeboy checks in every now and again to be like, are, are my bookmarks gone? Because... Did you get rid of the porn all the way, though? Is there still a hidden treasure? Right, and, and safe word Chaka Khan um, specifically directed towards my mother if she were to be listening right now. Fast forward 15 seconds, and if you don't know where that button is, ask Jamie. Um, oh, oh, second. Hi, Mrs. Pete. Thank you for the chain mail. I did not follow. Yeah, no, my mom mm-hmm. likes chain mail on Facebook. Once she sent me this thing about, like, I don't know. So it's like, if you ever have a heart attack in your car, just cough. Cough until you can get to a hospital because coughing will keep oxygen flowing through your veins and, like, things like that. Like, um, your, your mom sent me a thing that was like, hey, repost this for something slash the troops. And I said... No, because Dick Cheney made war, made like money on the war on terror. So no, Dick Cheney made money off of the Iraqi war. So I'm, I'm not going to subscribe. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if those are her really reflected thoughts. I think she. Just, I don't think so. I think I, she was just reciprocating. Yeah, no, she's one of those people that actually follows the rules, and like if she gets it, she'll forward it to everyone. But like you know, like some. This is the money tree. If you forward this to 15 people, tomorrow you'll find $100. Girl, I wish. If your mom wins $100 from finding it on the floor, she deserves it. Good for you for well, reposting that money tree. Spoiler alert, she didn't find $100. So, Well, maybe next time. Maybe, but isn't, <laughs> that, isn't that how, you know, uh, people get addicted to gambling? Because maybe next time, whoa... That was way too deep of a thought for right now. I think that's really left field, and that's not um, where we're trying to go. Okay, so so pause. Back to Shaka Khan safe word, Tumblr. Tumblr every porn. Now, yep. Every now and again, I go on to see if my bookmark porn is still there. Most of is it, it. Most of it is gone. Oh. Every once in a while, something will slip through the cracks, but then I just feel guilty. <laughs> so, you're like you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah. So. um... Anywho, so somebody on Tumblr, like, you know, like, whatever blog, some blog, whatever, was just like, the Babadook is gay. Don't at me. And then the internet was like, lol, yeah, the Babadook is gay. Let's get this thing trending. And then it did. Like hotcakes. Like hotcakes um, on a Sunday morning. In the South at IHOP or um, Waffle House, except then it would be waffles because you're at Waffle House. Waffle Um, House is more than just waffles. Waffle House is far more than waffles, actually. You're correct. Um, It reminds me of that vine where the one girl in the Waffle House is beating the other girl's ass in the Waffle House. And the said fellow 
that is filming says, can I just please get a waffle? Yeah, can I get a waffle? Can I please just get a waffle? The answer is no. Yeah, you're not getting a waffle. No, somebody was getting a can of whoop-ass opened on them, so... Yeah, no, I mean, no offense to, um, to Waffle House, but to me, everything that you order at Waffle House just always tastes like, uh, sadness. Oh, I mean, I've heard a lot of good things have happened at Waffle House. I can't name a single one. I mean, but... I've never had, like, a, a super positive experience at a Waffle House. But that could also be because the only time I've ever been to a Waffle House is when I'm doing, like, cross-country road trips. And we have to stop somewhere in, like, a area that may not be completely safe for homosexuals. Oh, yeah. There's a um, lot of those here. So we have to, like eat real quick and then go um so maybe maybe that's why waffle house tastes like sadness to me um maybe because waffle house tastes the way bigotry feels yeah oof (laughs) well if that was the case then waffle house would be the most delicious food in the world honey especially if you're white right (laughs) oh oh yeah oh man um regardless i prefer cracker barrel anyway um Leanne's grandpa really likes Cracker Barrel, so whenever we get a chance to go, he forget he has Alzheimer's, so he forgets mm-hmm. that he likes Cracker Barrel. So it's always a special treat for him when we go. I love that, <laughs> and I love Cracker Barrel so much. The one thing yeah. that makes me sad about Cracker Barrel is um, they used to give you mini bottles of 100% pure maple syrup. Oh yeah, and now it's like cut with artificial crap. So. It's supposed to taste like what they used to give you, but it's cheaper for them. But it doesn't taste the same, obviously, because corporate America will never learn that cutting corners does not mean you still have a quality product. That is why our country is having infrastructure problems. So, you know. Sigh. Yeah, I've been butthole deep into constantly reading the news feed at work in my downtime because I just want to see the fucking patriarchy burn. Yeah, but... But I can't from home because I have to work for the man because the man pays my bills. Mm-hmm. But, like, <laughs> uh, are, I feel like you're not getting any satisfaction out of reading your news, you know, real, whatever, because I, I you know... It's tiny satisfactions. Tiny satisfactions, okay. Tiny satisfactions add up to a much greater, bigger picture, which, Mm. in my humble opinion, I'm not a politician, but I really think we should just throw the whole country away. Just throw the whole man away. We should probably just start over, you know? Yeah, I mean, we did it once. Um, We could do it again. We could. Maybe maybe we should make the purge a reality. Oh, and, I wasn't um, thinking that. I was thinking more like, you know, uh, I think it's War of 1812 when they burn the White House down. Well, how about this? How about we have a burn the White House down bull? Oh, bring the house down, house down. <laughs> bring the house down, house down boots bull. Oh, my God. I would go to that in two seconds. Yeah, and so it would be a competition. It would be an actual bull. And um, then it would be like a post-apocalyptic theme, so you better bring your fucking best oh runway. Like, um... Like Sharon uh, Needles. Sharon Needles' realness. I'm just thinking of categories here. So Sharon Needles' realness. 
apocalyptic realness, um, zombie apocalypse realness, um, uh, um, straight out of Compton realness, like you know, communicable disease realness, black plague realness. Ooh, but then I just really want a secluded area where Rage Against the Machine can just play. <laughs> and, it, and it'll just be the soundtrack to our destruction. And um, it, it'll just kind of remind me of like that time Stoop Kid get off the stoop. Mm-hmm. What about what about what about the insane clown posse? Would they be there? No, 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 they would okay. not. Okay. I, would, I would leave. I would promptly put down my protest materials and see my way out. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. But anyway, so whoever got the most tens whoever got the most tens across the board would be our new president <laughs> i'm totally okay with that and hopefully I... it would be like some fucking fierce ass trans woman with like you know um her whole gang of like um her, ram- her, ra- her rainbow cabinet yeah, her rainbow cabinet. Her oh rainbow God. cabinet full of rainbow LGBT plus individuals, but also rainbow cabinet in the sense that it will be predominantly minorities because fuck white men and they ruin everything. So then, that, so then that White House would go from the White House <laughs> to the House of Rainbow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. So this. Will not happen, unfortunately. But maybe <laughs> you never know. If maybe if we secret the shit out of this, you know. Can we get this... on the four chans, the eight chans? Mm-hmm. Um, tell a friend this is the gay agenda. We're just gonna overthrow the U.S. <laughs> government that is just full of conservative, conservative white males because seventy-one percent of politicians are male. Yeah. So I think we should just bring that down a notch yeah. to a manageable level. You take that testosterone with me down, sir. Mm. Yeah, no, I I don't appreciate your levels of testosterone. <laughs> um, I'm going to need you to take your testosterone levels outside. Yeah. Can you turn your testosterone levels from an 11 to like a 2, please? To a manageable 0. To a manageable. Can you take your testosterone outside and get it in check? <laughs> Don't you take that testosterone with me, sir. Bitch. God damn it. Um. Yeah. I would I would say that I'm concerned <laughs> that we would get flagged in some way. Not but, for the voter episode. No, no, no. But there's some, like, you know, crazy, you know, radical, far-right, spouting hatred podcasts. All over the world. So we're probably fine. Yeah, I was just listening to something about one today. It was about, it wasn't specifically about like white supremacist, like right wing individuals or like their propaganda, but like they were specifically talking about like Alex Jones. And it was a really good podcast. It was actually called uh, Power Corrupts. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it was an episode about um, conspiracy theories and election rigging. Mm -mm. and listen to me if you want to divulge it's brand new they're brand new i think they've only been out for four weeks or five weeks um but the guy is super comprehensive and he covers everything very thoroughly and unbiased but um they talk about like uh that white supremacist asshole alex jones and i oh oh girl (laughs) he's Mm. a 
he's a throw the whole man away. He's a problem. Yeah. See, I don't think I could listen to podcasts like that because I may like horror movies, but like that's the real horror. Oh, it was so uh, good. It was so like enthralling and like information wise. Um, but I mainly was trying to find an episode in any horror slash podcast about specifically like spiritism and spiritualism. So I could Mm -hmm. like do some research just for my own personal hobbies. Mm -hmm. And um, he had an episode about uh, voodoo and the power of suggestion per our last episode, the skeleton key. So I was like, Oh, referential. Let's dive into here and see what happens. And um, I didn't I didn't hate how it turned out, but that yeah. episode is called Voodoo's Vampires in General Butt Naked. So it was about like the Malawi people and how they like convince themselves through the power of suggestion that they don't need armor because they're invincible. Um spoiler mm-hmm. alert, they were incorrect. That yeah. Um, okay. I just wanted to clarify. I didn't yeah. want to leave anybody hanging. And you know, it is not all organized religion, just the power of suggestion. Oh, yeah. Truth bomb. Truth bomb. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, girl, back to the Babadook. <laughs> Let's circle back around to this genderless so, void that is a shadow, shadow person. Right. So he's a shadow person, whatever. But so, like, the guy on Tumblr was like, he's gay. The internet was like, oh, my God, yes, he is. Blow that shit up. And then some people don't think this next part is real, but it is because um, Arthur and I have a personal memory of it um, when Netflix accidentally categorized The Babadook as an LGBT movie um, and then screenshots went around of that, like, lulz, look, The Babadook really is gay. Um, And some people thought it was photoshopped. Some people thought that Netflix did it as a response to the trending of the Babadook is gay, like conversation online. Who knows? But I do know that I could tell you it, it was real because Arthur and I were sitting at home one day and I pulled him into our living room because I wanted to show him that isn't it funny how the Babadook was under the LGBT category because that's not right. That's um, not where that goes. But yeah, so I mean, if there's one thing about the gays, we can adopt anything as a, you know, uh, what is what do you call the like the mermaid at the at the top of the ship? Uh, the. You call it the mermaid at the top of the ship? Like the masthead or something like that? No, the masthead's the, the big, tall um, stick in the middle. Um, you know you know who could help us? I wish I could use a phone a friend because I would call Brandon J. Olson right now. Brando! Brandon, slide into our DMs. Tell us what the mermaid at the front of the ship is because I we don't it- know. I don't know. I thought the term was... But, like, anyway, the gays are really good at adopting things as mascots or speaking heads or, you know, icons. So that's what the gays did with the Babadook. 
and then Baba Shook happened, and then Miles J dressed up as the Baba Duke at one of the RuPaul's Drag Race season finales, and I was like, oh my god, the Baba Duke is really gay, he's here to stay, blah, blah, blah. But then everyone mm-hmm. was, no, the Baba Duke really is gay. Like he he's queer because he has to hide in the shadows and he can't really reveal who he is and he has to stay in the closet. But no. That's so, such a stretch. It's such a stretch. And while all those things are real and true, they're not meant for that treatment of this character because uh, go ahead no i was just gonna say because it doesn't it doesn't fit it's not where it goes it's a square hole and a round peg Mm -hmm. and or vice versa whichever one doesn't fit Mm -hmm. and it's like no the babadook is clearly the representation of piss poor mental health yes Praise be. Which Absolutely. could also go hand in, hand in hand with, you know, sexuality. Because, hi, I know for a fact that suicide rates among the LGBT people are higher than the average normal person. Well, girl, Ashley, you just hit the nail on the head and you took the words out of my mouth. Um, you sly little lesbian you. I don't Thank know. Thank you. Anyway, I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, no, that's that's really so that was the 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 Baba Duke being gay, but it probably isn't. And as controversial as that may be or not, we already went there and we've established that. But the second conversation outside of just discussing this movie in general that I want to have is what a fantastic representation of the manifestation of really ultimately um, un I'm having a really hard time with words tonight where Nicholas you have a vocabulary you should use it uh, unchecked that's the word I was looking for it's the best representation I feel of unchecked mental health issues and specifically depression anxiety grief um and that's really what the Baba Duke is. It's an embodiment of that. Now, I don't know why the person who made this movie made this movie. I don't know if they realized what they were doing, but this is like, like it really is a fantastic, like this is like, this is a movie that it doesn't matter if you like horror movies or not. Anyone who's going into any type of social science, whether it be, social work, anything along those lines, or any type of um, health science, um, they should watch this movie because like, if someone doesn't understand what it's like to grapple with anxiety or depression, like this would be what I feel like probably something that would help clarify and really help someone understand how severe it can be um, when it gets ignored for a long time and a person doesn't have any more defenses and they're completely drained. Um, Girl, been there, done that. Haven't we both? Um, Yes, the answer is yes to that. Um, 
and I came out on the other side, and the journey's not over. But anyway. I was about to say, sometimes I'm like, it depends what day you ask me. Some days I'm doing excellente, and I'm super pumped, and like the sky is super blue, and like the grass is really green, and then <laughs> give it like a week and a half, and I'm like, oh, downswing. Thanks, yeah. Mania. That's that's how, you know, your life happens as a bipolar individual. You're like, man, yeah. I felt really great for some time. I got stuff done. My house is clean. I remember to take all of my medicines at the same time. Like, <laughs> these are all positive things. Does that mean that I'm going to stay in that state forever? No. <laughs> no. My wonderful friend, Brittany, who is an active listener slash purchased our merch. Um, I've known her 96% of my life actually mailed me a pill organizer because, hi, I'm old. Hashtag 29-year-old homo. <laughs> 29-year-old homo. Just so um, I remember to take my pills. Take your right. pills, kids. Take However, them. Real life, though, pill organizers are a great option. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, but yeah. So, I mean, and and same thing with me. Like, you know, I have really, really great weeks. I have really, really great months sometimes. And then either you just have a bad day because you're having a bad day or something triggers you. And um, for me, I have a lot of um, issues with feeling out of control because according to my therapist, I have OCD tendencies, which I don't disagree with, but I'm also like, I don't know if I'm OCD, but anyway, we're not gonna go there. Regardless, sometimes things just set you off. Sometimes you have a bad day, sometimes you have a bad week. It doesn't matter if you're taking your meds or not, it's just the way it is. And you have to figure out what's going on. You have to think to yourself, you have to speak with yourself, and you have to get back to some form of stasis. Um, and I feel like we go through that entire journey with um, Amelia in this movie. You know, she has ignored what she knows is there for a very long time to the point where she can't ignore it anymore because it's taking over every fiber of her being. And you know, I've been there. I felt like I'm in a hole that I can't get out of and that I don't have control of my brain and that I'm kind of like a prisoner in my own brain a little bit. Like, um, Oh, 100%. 150%. Um, and, and, you know, she, she, she gets there and then she swings back around. Um, and here's the thing with that though, is, uh, this whole this whole stasis that she's found herself in, um, downswings, upswings, she's just kind of like <sighs> Lan's tattoo artist, basically therapist, because you know how they are, um, had mentioned that like when you have like poor mental health, you're basically in like mental purgatory because mm-hmm. You just can't get yourself right. And that's kind of how Amelia is in this movie. She's she's a single parent. She was gifted the birth of her son simultaneously 
of losing the person she loved the most in this world. And she struggles so hard not blaming her son for that. And, like, that's really, like, humanizing to watch this mother struggle loving her son because she's so grief-stricken losing the person that was supposed to co-parent with her. Yeah, and, and she's, you know, she's... um She's she's tried to ignore it for so long that it's kind of become its own thing and it's grown its own power. And hi, Babadook. Um, Hi-yo, Babadook. Hi-yo, Babadook, Duke, Duke. Um, but, you know, the other thing is, like, we also see how one person's mental health issues can cast waves through an entire family unit. And, you know, in this case, the family unit's only two people unless we count the dog Bugsy and then it's three but um I don't want to talk about Bugsy yet um we're not there we're not there not, we're not there and I'm not prepared um but anyway uh we see how her trying not to blame her son Samuel for you know her husband's death creates a situation where she understands this is her child and she needs to care for him but she's also shut herself off emotionally in a way that she was never really able to fully create that maternal bond with him. And so we see him in response acting out because he's craving ultimately attention, but also he's craving to feel like there's someone that will care for him and tell him to stop if he creates a scene. And, you know, Amelia is so far into her own headspace that she can't fully recognize that, which is why Samuel escalates to what he escalates to. Um, And it's like, it's really hard to watch too, because you're like, this kid is just like literally starving in this environment that's not conducive for him to grow. Because she's not allowing herself to grow mm-hmm. and, and love this child that her and her husband made together out of love. Right. So, and she, like, you can visually see her struggling with that. Like, when he's, like, having a fit and I, when I was watching this, I remember thinking to myself, is this child on the autism spectrum because of the lack of nurturing and the lack of support and development he was given, like, did that affect him like that? Because I know from pretty extensive reading that trauma does genetically affect future generations. Yes, but I mean, he was technically fully, he was technically fully. Right, right. I mean, no, I mean, but you're completely right. You're completely right. You know, even if he's not on the autism spectrum, he does have, as horrible as it was when they described it to Amelia as this, he does have significant behavioral issues. Um, and it, it, it was both heartbreaking and really interesting to see this whole situation so well fleshed out in a movie. It doesn't matter if it's a horror movie or not. It's just, this is such an amazing representation of how an entire situation 
and all of the people in it can be affected by a catastrophic event that brings on grief and depression and, you know, all of those negative feelings. So, like, me being where I am in my life now, I don't honestly remember the first time I saw this movie, but when I watched it again this week, like, I was really awestruck by how amazing this movie was and how well written and tailored it was to still be like a horror movie but to also really just illustrate these concepts that are otherwise really like sugar-coated or you know power washed because it's not whitewashing it's power washing of like really deep painful negative situations in media overall and and you know the creative team for this movie just went there and um the writer Jennifer Kent like I respect her so much for seeing this all the way through um and and and, you know coming to the final product that she came to and I think maybe it flopped because it was you know it was it, a think piece before a think yeah. piece horror was a thing. It was it, kind of the first of its kind. And, like, I don't mean to kiss this film's ass, but, like, this film did create strides in the horror community that had not yet been touched. And I don't think they've actually been touched accurately since. No, I mean, like, this is, like, really, like, this is, like, a super high point on the entire landscape of horror for me. Um... Like, oh, I, I fully agree. I fully I, agree. I genuinely, genuinely respect this movie so much. So I'm glad that it's actually good. But also to wrap this, you know, package up nice and neatly, coming back to us being homosexuals, and this is the kickoff of our Pride Month. Um, you know, I, I think we chose this movie because of you know the the tongue and cheekiness of the Babadook being a gay icon, especially around pride time. Um, But, you know, if if there is anything that is deeply seated in the LGBT community with this movie, it's the fact that, like, what you already said, Ashley, that um, in general, mental health issues can affect anyone, but any minority that is ultimately exposed to more trauma throughout, especially their early lives. Um, They're just, there's a bigger tendency there to have anxiety, to have depression, to have feelings of worthlessness for yourself. And in general, you know, the LGBT community does grapple with these issues more than the general non-LGBT population and um, that's not to you know stratify and um, exclude other minorities because that's certainly not something that I or we are trying to do here Um, because we know that we all have significant different struggles and that you know again any minority group typically does um, deal with his issues more. Um, But, you know, relating it to Pride Month, um, 
that's wrapping it back around. So someone dealing with issues like this themselves and really having kind of picked away and dissected why I'm where I am at in my life right now. I think watching it again, the reason why I respect this movie so much now is that you only understand certain things through experiences that you have yourself. And I think I've kind of come out of the other end of a really dark tunnel that I was in for the last couple of years. And this just really rung all the bells for me in a way that was positive for myself because I was recognizing that a lot of the things that Amelia was going through, especially towards the end of the movie, I had been there and, you know, dealt with them in my own way, not to completion yet, probably because, you know, but, but regardless, um, I'm going to stop gushing, but I really love this movie. (laughs) I don't think like uh, touching on that. Like, I don't think that there is ever a sense of completion in that aspect because there's no way in the human psyche and in the human aspects of development that we could be like, okay, I packed up that box and I put it away and I'm never going to open it again. And right. hi, the Babadook is in the fucking closet that you keep opening. The and- Babadook is our inner demons. It is our mental health. It is our substance abuse. It is our choice of crutch abuse, be it food, drugs, alcohol, prescription pills. Hi, I live in a state with a very high opioid dependency problem. Like... I am fully aware and I know that based on what you were saying earlier this movie does really do a good segue into our pride month because hi as a 29 year old homo I've been out for 15 years now this is my 15th year being out and I've only seen the community get stronger and better and there are more representation and there is pitfalls. Like, unfortunately, in this country, trans women of color have an age expectancy of 37. 37! That's a disproportionate number compared to the 79 to 85-year-old white men that, like, are running the country. And that's why we should burn the fucker down. (laughs) Oh, girl. You know what? Hopefully, he'll choke on McDonald's someday soon. Oh, he's yeah. so gross. Jabba um, the slut. Jabba the fucking... I don't even know what... He's a dumpster. <laughs> he is a whole... Throw the whole man away. Um, But yeah, and uh, the other thing, like, talking about how, like, you know, the Babadook is, you know, the grappling with it. But, like, I didn't remember the end where the Babadook kind of flees to the basement and then stays there. Um, And then when, you know, Claire goes, uh, not Claire, Amelia goes to feed the Babadook that bowl of worms. I was like, what is, what is happening? Why is this happening? I mean, you have to feed Um, your demons. mm Mm-hmm. And, and there, so if you search on Amazon for the Babadook, especially if you're like an Amazon 
uh, Prime or video or whatever you call the app, um, when you search Babadook, the thing that comes up after the actual movie is like a 13-minute mini-movie really just discussing, dissecting um, not only the mental health parts of this movie, but also the effects of sleep deprivation and that aspect of this movie too. Um, but I think that they very succinctly in this little mini documentary thing um, explain why it's worms that she feeds the Babadook in the basement. It's because if you think about it, worms are one of nature's way of not just ingesting something gross, but then reprocessing it and making it something more fertile for flowers or whatever to grow out of. And ultimately dealing with your mental health issues is taking gross negative things, tilling through them and hopefully coming out on the other side with a better coping strategy, a more positive outlook, all those things. So I was like, okay, I got you, bull of worms. I got you. Um, but yeah, so if anyone is interested, I would definitely suggest looking that up on Amazon Prime. Um, but yeah, so... So this movie, we can quickly summarize it because, yeah, I mean, to be honest, as per usual, there's not a whole lot going on other than this kid screaming his fucking face off and then the... Amelia, the mom, screaming back at him, why can't you be fucking normal? And I'm just kind of like, ooh, that got me right in the feels because those are things I yell at myself in the mirror regularly. So I understand. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. And, and I mean, so, yeah. So to to get into this movie, like, real super quick, I mean, I will say, number one, I'm glad we've had all the conversations that we've had thus far because I think they're very poignant and relevant to Pride Month. So I'm very super proud of us for doing that. Um, Not to pat ourselves on the back, but, you know, certain things do have to be said. And I hope in us saying them, it can be a glimmer of some type of hope or support for anyone out there. If you're an LGBT person, more the better. And with that, um, but anyway, when I, when I post this episode, I will do my best to find maybe Arthur could lend me a hand with some um, linkages that we'll put in the show notes. So that way, if you know you're feeling shitty, you're feeling hopeless, you feel like you can't pull yourself out of that Babadook closet, mm-hmm. there are some numbers you can call and somebody will help you. It doesn't always have to be like a fucking therapist, it could just be. Like, an operator, it could be the pizza guy, man. He'll help you out. It could even be be a friend or a confidant, you know? You're a pal and a confidant. And and, and if you threw a party and invited everyone you knew. Oh, no, I'm going to (laughs) cry. Anyway. Anyway, let's um, let's just tell. Real quick overview of this movie. The one sentence. (gasps) IMDb blurb is a widowed mother plagued by the violent death of her husband battles with her son's fear of a monster lurking in the house, but soon discovers a sinister presence all around her. 
Um, um, okay, so one, yes, that violent death did occur, but it's not, like, a reoccurring theme. I mean, she has flashbacks, but, like, that's really it. So that's any- it. It's not like it's, it's like, he's tortured in some dude's basement, and she's getting, like, spam emails every day for mm-hmm. ransom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, so- I'm, the, I'm the sultan of... Agrippa, and can you can, can you can you lend me fifteen dollars? I gotta get I gotta catch the bus. Girl, I would have been happy to receive fifteen dollars this week. It's been a week. Yeah. Oh man. Um, okay. but, <laughs> I'm the uh, Agrippa. Please, your inheritance is waiting. <laughs> your inheritance is waiting. We have a giant blue genie here. Um, but if you you have to cover the tax, so you have to wire me ten thousand dollars to free the genie from the lamp. <laughs> that would be a different take on Aladdin, huh? Yeah, if it was filmed in like Nigeria. <laughs> how, how timely? Because I'm pretty sure that live action movie is coming out soon. It's like coming out tomorrow. So by the time this airs, it'll be out two oh, days ago. <laughs> right? Hey. Hey, um, referential. Referential. Referential, anyway, so, the current events. Mm-hmm. So, um, Ashley, sh- shall we put our reading glasses on? <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm wearing some half-moon spectacles like Albus Dumbledore, but we'll get it done. <laughs> we'll get it done, honey. So, in the car on the way home today from work, in my head, because you know how... <laughs> so... So I don't even know where you're going, but it's fine. (laughs) It's okay. So in the movie, in the book, it says, ba, 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 duke, duke, duke. Sure. Yeah. And in my, in my head, all I kept hearing was, ba, 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 duke, 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 honey. And I was like. In my head, when I read it, all I kept thinking was, your mom would have a serious issue with this kid's stutter reading this book. I mean, she would have (laughs) a serious issue with this in general. Um, because Lord knows she would not be as, uh, I don't want to call my mother weak, but I feel like the Baba Duke would have got her. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. She would have been. Yeah. Yeah. Your mom's a bad bitch, strong lady, but I mean, I feel like as soon as that kid started screaming in the back seat, she would have oh. lost it. <laughs> yeah. She might, she probably would have. Yeah. And yeah. So this, this kid does really have. Some major issues because if he feels like the only way he can really get attention <laughs> is to scream like he's fucking possessed. I mean, same. Right? Sometimes. Sometimes. Every once in a while. Every once in a while, you just need to scream like the goddamn devil's inside of you. So, yeah, you know. Oh, so, so yeah. So, so this this movie. Um, the other thing is, <laughs> where did the book Mr. Mister Babadook come from? Like, we never really get an answer for that. But I do find it interesting that at the one point in the movie, they mention that Amelia used to be a writer. So I think the overall idea here is to say that she kind of essentially created the book herself i mean yeah that makes sense that totally makes sense considering he has no backstory and but also not really because she was a single mom when the fuck did she have time to make a pop-up book but that's Um, (laughs) you know maybe 
maybe she um maybe she sleepwalks in the few hours of sleep that she gets but instead, um, of, instead of buying stuff on ambien on amazon she makes, she, pop-up, she makes pop-up books and is but an like, acclaimed sleep author yeah but like but like really dark pop-up books you know yeah like, like about your depression and mental health eating you up inside mm-hmm. and then thusly terrorizing your child because you're you you don't have checked up on mental health and you are a monster to your own child right so the babadook um that's it that's the whole movie (laughs) i mean like yeah that that is that is the more abridged appropriate version but um like so the other thing that this movie does really well is really slowly and progressively make you feel the isolation that amelia is feeling and ultimately creating herself because she's delving further and further into her mind. Um, And she wants to be alone because she is depressed. Um, But so there's like, like taking, taking the overall super amazing message and storyline of you need to deal with your shit like out of this, there was a few things that were questionable as to her parenting skills. So the first thing, there's that night that she reads the Babadook the first time to Samuel. Samuel flips a fucking shit. And then it takes her a long time to get him to calm down. And then she goes back to her room and pulls out her, like, little no-no box and pulls out a fucking vibrator? Like, I totally (laughs) understand that masturbation can be a release of good hormones that can be stress relief. I've, but, but, in that notion, I've never just flat out shut down and be like, hold on. We can't have this conversation. I need to go like jerk it for 15 minutes because I am just too stressed. Like anytime my wife wants to talk about money. Nope. Sorry. Can't deal with this right now. I got an appointment for 15 minutes. (laughs) Once my dopamine levels reach normal, then we can talk about it. No, that's not a normal fucking reaction. You're not going to be like, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about this. I'm going to, you know, Pause. Pause. Like I need to go rub one out. I'll be back in a couple (laughs) minutes. Like that's not trauma. Doesn't make me horny. That's not (laughs) you do. So you so you just put your child down after another not not like a dog. Just down for a nap. (laughs) Down for uh, well, ultimately because it was probably like three o'clock in the morning. Like it was a disco (laughs) nap, basically. But then she's like, you know, my child has a history of waking up really quickly after going to bed and then coming to my bedroom to, you know, torture me in his sleep by like, (laughs) you know, squeezing my hair and shit. I think I have enough time to pull out this vibrator and come to a female climax. Bitch, no, you do not. You do not have that much time. No, because you're a single parent. (laughs) Yeah. And then... Case in point, Samuel barges in 
where did she put that vibrator? Did she leave it down there? The whole movie. That's why she just just she just she just clenches. Yeah, she's just kegling the whole time, and that's how she's able to get through it. Just oh constant God. short bursts of pleasure. She's just what what whose phone's ringing? That's not that's not a phone. That's my vagina. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to not put it on silent for this meeting. <laughs> yeah. So so that that's my first big qualm, and I do get it because questionable decisions does tie in to <laughs> depression. It really does. But uh, also, um, yes, self-care is important, but there's a time and place. Exactly. There is a time and a place for rubbing out your moose knuckle. And it's not, <laughs> not right now. It's not while your child is having a fit of fucking rage right. and destroying your whole house and your life. Exactly. So... But so I mean, why not? Your life's already falling apart and your kid might put his hand in a blender or something stupid. Oh God. Because I'm, I'm really surprised he didn't do anything self-harming. Like I really am surprised. I yeah, mean, just like just like moose knuckle to the wind, man. Just gross. <laughs> Full uh, on just sticking his hand in a blender, licking a fork and sticking it in an outlet. There were a lot of opportunities for this to go awry. Yeah, there really was. I mean, he did climb that, like, swing set thing and then somehow ended up just in the car with no consequences <laughs> to his bodily health. Um, I didn't really understand, like, how did they get him down from there? Did he jump and then, like, they caught him? Well, who cares? Um, so, yeah. So she's working as, like, a hospice nurse, basically, and she's really bad at um, calling bingo, apparently. <laughs> um, but so, at the beginning of the movie, she drops her kid off at school, she goes to work, she gets a call. He needs to come in. And it's because he brought a, basically, like, a, like a, <laughs> Um, what are those things called with the arrows? It's not a bow and arrow. It's like a crossbow? Yeah, he like he like fashioned his own crossbow and then brought it to school. I mean, sometimes you gotta put bitches in their place if they're being mean to you. And by that, I mean, you know, make a crossbow out of like a stuffed animal. Or, you know, a crossbow out of your words. Well, that's the other thing. Like, he had full reign of this house. He would go in the basement use what used to be his father's tools to construct actual weapons like do you ever see him like on a like tablet or anything access the technology that would be like hey he learned this from youtube or hey he, you know what i mean like any sort of step no child inherently knows how to make weapons it doesn't work that way well, he did, apparently. Well, um, I mean, maybe because he's the spawn of Satan. Who knows? Maybe this is like a Rosemary's Baby situation. I mean, I, maybe, but... Probably I mean, not, but I probably mean... Probably not. Where did this kid know how to make a fucking crossbow? This was like, on his end, this was more of like an ADD Home Alone situation. Oh, for you sure. Like, I mean? he's gotta make the booby traps. Um, Except, like, you know, he broke a window and things like that. Um, I mean, sometimes you just break windows, man. I guess. I mean, I've never broken a window. Sometimes but... you gotta break a few windows. You know what I mean? Instead of breaking some eggs to make an omelet. Sometimes you have to <laughs> break a few windows to open 
a Babadook? A Babadook. Maybe you gotta uh, break a couple windows to open the portal for the Babadook. I don't know. Yeah, so... And, yeah, so... He gets kicked out of school. She's like, shit, my son doesn't go to school anymore. That's cool. And then we find out from her, like, bitchy-ass sister, who has a fucking cunt of a daughter. Um, also, the sister's a cunt, too, because... She does that classic thing where she's like, I can't come to your house anymore because it's too depressing. Well, hi, if that's how you feel, you should be (laughs) reacting in the exact opposite way and thinking to yourself, this is my sister. I should offer her help because she's not okay. But no, be a selfish cunt, cut yourself off and leave your sister flowing in the wind. That's totally fine. Karma will come and get you. Oh, wait, it does, because your nephew pushes your fucking daughter out of her stupid-ass fucking treehouse and breaks her nose in two places. Fuck you, bitch. And that just reminds me of that <clears throat> scene in Step Brothers where Brennan and Dale are like, hey, Derek, you know what would make that shoulder feel better? If you licked my butthole. <laughs> like, he, like, he, like, totally pushed her out the, out the tree. And he's yeah. like, you know, it would make you know, it would make that nose feel better if you stop being a bitch. <laughs> but she doesn't. So no, no. the Bob eats her in her sleep. Yeah. So, so like at this point, it's like, girl, bye. Um, family crossed off the list. So that's first isolation. Next isolation, she's like super duper tired because she's sleep deprived because her son is like all about like, I can't go to sleep. The Bagabaduke's gonna come and get you. And she's like, shut the fuck up. You're crazy. She's at work. She doesn't call bingo that well. Her boss is a cunt. And then this guy. (laughs) I mean, it sounds like a step-by-step of my life. She doesn't sleep. Her boss is a cunt. I mean, isn't that a lot of people's life right now? So (laughs) relatable cast. I mean, I think the next part is probably not your life specifically, though, because I don't think you would accept the advances of a male coworker. Um, who like? <laughs> yeah. So she's like, my son is sick, but he's really not. I mean, mentally he is, but physically he's okay. Um, like broken but he's like kind of he's like kind of broken like a little broken like in the head (laughs) yeah like he's a little bit but so he's like oh i'll cover your shift like don't worry about it clearly he's like i'm gonna show her i'm so nice so maybe i'll get some sweet poos poos um that doesn't really happen though because then he goes one step further comes over to the house to be like hey little guy you feeling better and because the son has no fucking filter or any, <laughs> any sense of social cues whatsoever, he's like, I'm not sick. And then he's <laughs> like, so then the guy's like, what the fuck? Um, what bitch? You tried to get one over on me? Peace bounce. So that's cross off the list again. You know, work, co-workers, done. So now she's like totally cut off. She is just very massively plummeting into her lowest low at this point. Her son won't shut the fuck up. She needs to try to get him back into school. She's getting more sleep deprivation. She's having hallucinations. She's seeing the Babadook. She's hearing the Babadook. 
the Baba Duke is coming, honey. The Baba Duke is gonna Baba Shook you. Um, and then he does. So she starts being real cunty to her son and saying things like, um, if you're so hungry, why don't you go eat shit? Um, which honestly was a good line. I'm not going to lie to you. Anytime anybody says eat shit, I'm here for it. Um, but you know, then she's like, mommy, sorry, I'll make it up to you. Like, this is just like all the feels hits me in the nerves. Was this my childhood? Maybe a little bit. Maybe, but we're not going to go there because, ugh, cringe. So, um, that's that's for the boner episode. <laughs> oh, God, girl. We do not need to have some type of, like, uh, um, therapy session on that boner episode. Sad-ass chode episode. Everyone will... Sad-ass chode episode. <laughs> everyone will stop listening, so we're not going to go there. But, um, so... Basically, she's in the house now. Like, she she doesn't want to leave. She hates her neighbor that's, like, trying to help out, but is also a little bit too nosy because she's an old woman. Um, more hallucinations. She's seeing the Baba Duke more. And then it gets to the point where she's, like, so fucking crazed from sleep deprivation and frustration and her son just, like, not letting the fuck up that she's, like, ready to fucking stab a bitch and that's when you know she starts to have these hallucinations of her actually killing the son or killing the dog and now we come to the part that I really didn't want to touch upon because it makes me super sad but she kills the family dog by breaking its neck um but is it real or is that hallucination as well? I think it's real, right? I, you know, I could not tell you, but I would like to think that it's a hallucination because any sane, like, right-minded person wouldn't just be like, that's it! Dog's gotta go! I mean, and and Bugsy was so adorable. I wanted to, be, to-, to be frank and honest with you, I thought she would have killed the kid before she killed the dog. Yeah, because, like, what was the dog doing? Not existing. I mean, he was just, like, being a good little boy. Poor you know, heckin' soft boy. What a heckin' fluffy little man. Let's dedicate this episode to Bugsy. I mean, this episode is 100% dedicated to Bugsy. R.I.P. question mark, but very much. Who yes. knows, man? He could have not been real the whole time. That's true, but I, I, I hope he was real. Um, and like, Or so- not, or I hope he wasn't real. <laughs> Well, right, because then he didn't die. But yeah, um, who knows? Um, but I love Bugsy. So he's the real start of this movie. Um, no, he's not. He's just a supporting character. But um, he's, he's pretty sharp. So, I mean, that really culminates with the end of the movie where she's just like, off her fucking rocker all the way. She is trying to mortally wound her child at this point. But then in all of the annoyance that was her son making weapons, he's able to defend himself against her with these weapons. Thank God, because she was going to go to jail if she killed her child. Um, And 
when she hears Samuel tell her how much he loves her, she realizes, oh shit, my head so far up my Baba Dukin ass right now. Baba Dukas? Her Baba Dukas. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Hashtag Baba Dukas. But so. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, from there on in, she kind of confronts the Babadook. She's like, you can't control me. And then she gets control over the Babadook. The Babadook flees to the basement. And that's where the Babadook lives from now on. And she comes to feed it worms every now and again. So, yeah, I mean, it's just a really good movie. Um, I don't have many gripes about it. The one, the only other gripe I have is, what was that bath scene where she's in the bathtub in her full clothing, and then she pulls Samuel in as well? I mean, that also reminds me of another Vine, (laughs) R.I.P., where that young, beautiful- I'm watching me and my clothes, bitch. See? I mean, sometimes you just drunk as fuck, and you gotta watch you, your clothes, your son, your son's clothes, all at the same time. I'm washing me and my clothes. Maybe because maybe it's less creepy because she was clothed and not in in the birthday suit. I mean, (laughs) mean? yeah, it would have been way weirder. It would (laughs) have been super duper weird. But at the same time, I'm like, are you gonna drown him now? Like, I don't know. Oh, that's a really good point, and I don't know. Maybe she thought about it. Um, she probably did. That's probably why she pulled him into the bathtub. That's what I'm thinking. Oh man, I'm really upset that you brought that up, but it's fine. Oopsie doodles. <laughs> she was just trying to wash her and her clothes. I'm just yeah. trying to wash me and my clothes, bitch. Um, but yeah, I mean, this movie is a fucking mess but in like, a good way. It's yeah, just all just over the place. So, The Babadook 2014 by Jennifer Kent. How do we rate this movie? Um, out of five? Yes. Five pumpkins. I'm going to give it a 4.75. Ooh. I'm not going to give it a perfect five because um, there are qualms. But, uh-huh. like, it's just mostly things that, like the producer slash writer slash creative team aren't going to address because they already said that don't we're never going to make a fucking sequel because there doesn't need to be one. Well, thank God. I mostly just want to know where the book came from. I want to know where the Baba book came from. Baba book? Did she pull the Baba book out of her Baba Dukas? Like, <laughs> I just... Oh, girl. These are my qualms. They're very minor qualms. Um, another qualm is... That poor Bugsy may or may not have died. If Bugsy may or may not have been alive. Um, You know, just tiny things that make me as a mentally ill person (laughs) question my own sanity in a way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if, if you put yourself in her shoes, are all these things actually happening? Or is she just having a manic break? Did she really kill the dog? No. Maybe. I don't know. Does the dog even exist? Who knows? I mean, we're just going to hope that Bugsy didn't really exist. Because 
I don't like it when dogs die in movies. No, never. Um, so I'm going to give this movie a 4.5. Oh, that's pretty good. Which means we're going to give this movie in total out of 10 a 92.5. Oh, shit, 92.5. Um, that's pretty good. I don't think any of the critics gave it that good of a score. No, they didn't. They did not. Um, which I understand, but also upsets me. I don't understand. You're a more understanding man than me, because I don't understand. Oh, wait, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 98, so we are close. Whoa, never mind. But I mean, we're between Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. Metacritic, 86, Rotten Tomatoes, 98. Yeah, we speak too soon. IMDb did not give a shit about this movie, that's for sure. Of course not. IMDb. Um, okay, so I have a question for you that maybe we could use this as a new segment segue. Mm-hmm. What do you think Michelle Visage would say about the Duke's outfit? Um, she would definitely have a problem with his finger extensions because that's <laughs> been overdone. Uh, yeah, but she did say that if you do drag, you must always wear nails. Right, but are those nails or are those those weird, uh, you know, like nail extension things that are like, you know, I just I think she would say that, like, if you're going to go there, go all the way. And I don't think he goes all the or it because we don't know the gender of the Babadook. I don't think it has one. I think it's genderless. Um, so they. They. um I mean, overall, like, what is it wearing? It's like a giant black tarp with um, yeah. a top hat. I, I think she would overall say meh. Meh. Um, but uh, I don't think the finger extensions are finger extensions or nails. I think they're the chip slash cracker bugles. Okay. In, inside of um, black, like, evening gown gloves, you know, to the elbow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think, yes, the nose contour is great. And lack of lipstick, meh. But I feel like Michelle, Michelle Visage would, would tell the Babadook that it needs to cinch its little hog body. Oh, yeah, this... No silhouette! No silhouette at all. Um, your top hat is ratty. Yeah. I mean, um, yes, this would work for the post-apopaloptic challenge. But I feel like she would be in the bottom four and then fake out the Babadook is safe. Maybe. I don't see this being a lip sync for your life slash legacy slash retaining any place in this woman's home. <laughs> so, yeah, I... I... I feel like she would also have a problem with the eye makeup. She would say, you know, like how she said to Thorgy how she has to stop blacking out her eyes. Yeah. She might have I mean, a similar comment. And then the Babadook would be like, sorry, this is just my face. This is just my face, bitch. Thanks for that. This is just my face. This is my hair. I don't wear wigs. Yeah. You, this fucking crow's nest on my head. <laughs> That's all mine, bitch. I grew that. I grew it, motherfucker. <laughs> so, um, with that, we would like to conclude this episode. 
because we could just go on a tangent, tangential tangent about um, the Babadook's looks, if I you mean, will. <laughs> we really enjoyed it. Um, I'm glad I, that we chose this movie as our like launch for Pride Month. I'm not Baba Shook for the Baba looks. I mean, <laughs> when if 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 you're if you're going to the Baba Dukes show, are you going to see him turn some looks? No, no, they are not a pageant queen. That they, is for sure. They are not a pageant queen. They're they're like uh, they're not even a comedy queen. They're they're a shock queen like Sharon Needles, but Sharon Needles even has a touch of. A fancy up their sleeve. It is what it is. The Baba Duke is the Baba Duke. <laughs> um, I feel like it's like Sharon Needles, Evie Oddly, the Baba Duke. Like, yeah. bring it down to like a Boulay Brothers Baba Duke situation. Yeah. No. Yeah. The, the, um, <laughs> yeah. If if the Baba Duke was going to be on any drag competition show, it would definitely be Dragula. Oh, for sure, without uh, a doubt. I, I would uh, still hope that, you know, um, th- they wouldn't edge out the, the actual winners because the winners deserve to win. Um, okay, I'm going to stop rambling on about that now. But It's okay. I'm just still salty about Nina West's elimination last week. Said it. She's going to be fine. She's doing better things than RuPaul could ever give her, to be honest. Um, because she came with the talent. And she just had a better showcase to show it off. Because she's a talented philanthropist of a queen. Um, what else? Um, so yeah, that is our episode taking a jump start leapfrog into Pride Month. Mm-hmm. Um, with it being Pride Month, when this episode drops um, that same week, our merch store will have our full line of pride merchandise up and we implore you to go look at our designs purchase if you like and remember if we do make more than like two dollars we would like to support the lgbt community by giving a portion of proceeds to organizations that support the LGBT community. Um, so go and buy shit, please. Go buy our shit. And um, when you do buy our shit, I would say buy it, like, soon slash now to get it in time for Pride. Um, what else is there? Oh, if you get yours, please either tag us in your photo or send us a photo of you in your merch. So that way we can share it and feature you as our friend for the day. Yes. Um, in terms of listeners, um, we're we're seeing listeners in Israel and Kuwait and the UK and in Finland and in Canada and Australia, where this movie came from. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tell us how much you hate this movie. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, hey, Australian pumpkins, did you like this movie? Did you not? Um, let us know. Uh, but hi to everyone out there that listens. We thank you so much. It's really cool that you are from all over the place. Um, you know, 
we we want to make these mini episodes happen, but we can't do a Q and A if we don't have any cues. <laughs> I have A's. So, I have a lot of A's, but not enough Q's. I have I have a lot of A. I got a A's. A lot of A. I got a lot of A's too. Do you want I, me? I, do you want me to crowdsource it? I'll I'll post it on Facebook too. Yeah. For no. my like fifteen friends that mm-hmm. actually listen to this. Right. Be so, like, hey, tell one other person. As long as it's not anything mean, we'll read it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whatever. But I mean, if it's mean, I'll read it and ask myself the question. So that way I don't hurt anybody's feelings. As in, like, my feelings will be hurt if I read it to myself. <laughs> um, but, I mean, give us silly stuff. It doesn't always have to be, like, um, serious. Also, like, don't be worried. Just, like, just do it. Like, Engage. Just do it. We we implore you. We're really excited about the future of copulators die first, and we just want to get the blood flowing back and forth between us and you. Um, with that being said, we really love if you could support us by going onto iTunes and giving us a review um, because it will help us get more eyes on the podcast and that'll be a really big help. Um, also, if you have questions, concerns, comments, etc. <coughs> oh my God, <coughs> man, I screwed up my spiel by coughing. Anyway, contact us by email at copulators die first podcast at gmail.com or slide into those DMS on Instagram. We're at copulators die first. So, you know, just reach out, say hello. We want to know who you are um, because we appreciate you. I promise we're not scary. We're actually pretty nice. I actually, okay, so there's a short, this is a short anecdote. So today, um, I'm lazy. I'm lazy every day. But instead of taking the stairs today to go down to the parking garage to leave, I, like, took the elevator. And I was like, it was literally one floor. I could have taken the stairs. But I didn't feel like it. And I don't owe anybody an explanation. But I was putting stuff in our FedEx Dropbox. um, And this lady that I work with slash know from uh, Mutuals, um, she was like, trying to converse with me and I was just like not having it and I even asked Leanne I was like tell me the truth do I have an approachable face because we have to figure out how to change that I am very and she's like you look friendly and like people want to talk to you maybe because you're small and I was like god damn it (laughs) yeah 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 so I am friendly mostly I'm approachable but if you have nothing nice to say, donut come for me. Do not. I mean, donut. I was donut trying, come for me. <laughs> I was trying to emphasize the donut, and then I didn't emphasize the fucking donut. Donut come for me because I will fucking destroy you with yeah. kindness. Because that's what my mom taught me how to do. Aww, I'll fucking destroy you with kindness. Um, that should be a shirt. Mm-hmm. I'm, <laughs> so I'm, I'm like a Care Bear. I'm so cuddly. It's like I'm. Um, but. Bears still have claws. So that's that. I mean, so do cats and dogs. So Not fish. fish I don't know what my point was in bringing that up, but it's true. It's fine. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what else? I don't feel like we have to really have a super gay agenda meeting because we've covered all of our bases here. We just really want to hear from you. We're so excited. Yeah, gay PTA wants to get to know you. Ooh, gay PTA. That's what I want to be a part of, the gay PTA. Um, parent, yeah. parent Tadpole Association. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know shit about the PTA. I just know my mom did it because she felt like she had to. Um, I don't <laughs> think my mom participated in the PTA. Your mom was the T. <laughs> was she, though? <laughs> oh, yeah, because she was a teacher, so she was a parent, parent teacher. So, oh, um, there you go. You got it. I just had another pretty moment. Hey, I wish you had a wig on just for a, a flip. A wig. A wig. A wig. Um, wig. So with that, pumpkins. Um, enjoy your Labor Day weekend. Oh my God! Totally. Be, be safe. Um. Drink responsibly. Drink drink responsibly. Don't put firecrackers where they shouldn't be. Yes. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, And with that, keep on creeping on, my little pumpkins, and we'll see you next week. Mm, Bye. Bye.